Would you like to know the probability of her using spoilers against you? It's very high. This is the Flix X-Raid Podcast, starting in 5, 4... Welcome to XX Raid. I'm your host, Tony, and tonight I have joining me as my co-host, a sassy, fat, sassy, frass robot, Natasha. Hi! <laughs> and across the web, because social distancing is a thing, we have Stormtrooper Ryan. Hola! And we're also joined by one with the Force, James. Oh, hi. I'm not creative enough to think of something funny to say. <laughs> and last but not least, Pondy Baba Brian. I'm a Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are. And since it's May the 4th be with you, we're uh, breaking one of my cardinal rules and where I don't want to ever do franchise movies if I can help it. And we're ta- tackling Rogue One. I'm so excited. Uh, so before we get into it, let's take a moment to get to know our guests. And the question of the night is who or what is your favorite Star Wars character. I like the use of the word what, because <laughs> not ne- everything is not necessarily human. Yes. The who or what. Can we identify what? with inanimate objects? I mean, I do on a daily basis, but... <laughs> Are robots technically inanimate objects? They're, uh, they're animate objects. They're actually <laughs> animate objects, because they move. And these ones are capable of thought. Yeah, inanimate objects would be like an inanimate go- uh, carbon rod. I relate to a lightsaber. Rod. <laughs> rod. I was going to say. That's right. Ryan, let's start with you. What, what's your favorite Star Wars character? HK-47. Okay. And for people who don't know who that is. Can you I feel bad for me? you. I know. But like, <laughs> give us the lowdown. Uh, HK-47 HK is an assassin robot in the Old Republic series who refers to... I guess, um, biological beings as meat bags because the constant sloshing in organs and it drives them. He figures it drives people insane. Thanks. I hate it. <laughs> All right, Hames, what's your favorite Star Wars character? Uh, yeah, this is probably going to be a stereotype, but Obi-Wan Kenobi. Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, I can't tell you how excited yes. I am for the Kenobi series. Daddy so, one are you rock hard? I'm so rock hard. Uh, when we were down in Galaxy's Edge, I was like, you can't see me, but I was this close. It's very close to uh, buying the uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi legacy lightsaber from episode one and two because I love oh, that saber. Oh, my God. And, and I didn't because I was smart, but I kicked myself for not doing it. Okay, but like, it is it like really that smart? smart? It was. I couldn't afford it. I had already bought one of the uh, build your own Savvy sabers, and like, we were at Halo. We did a, spent. I spent a whole bunch of money. Like, I couldn't even afford the trip, really. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I've already told Tony that when we go to like Galaxy's Edge, that I will literally spend a mortgage payment in there. <laughs> easily. Oh, it was. It's so easy. I thought so you were gonna easy. say a mortgage. 
Yeah. <laughs> We're remortgaging their house. Yeah, four hundred thousand dollars. Let's this go. This is my house now. Well, just to I buy blue Galaxy's milk is like now. twenty bucks. <laughs> Look, if you want milk. blue milk, I can get you blue milk. Okay, we're not going to talk about that right now. Clean your damn fridge. <laughs> nope. Yeah, that's where it comes from is my fridge. Oh. All right, Natasha. Oh, no, wait. We haven't heard Brian's favorite yet. Mm-hmm. Brian, what, who's your favorite character? Brian. Um, it's going to be Kevin Picard. By <laughs> oh, man. I thought you were going <laughs> to say Skippy. Can you the take droid. anything seriously? Okay, fine. All right. Darth Maul by a, by a landslide. Really? Oh God, yes. He's like the best Sith Lord. That actually so good. Me. No, seriously. Like, I mean, I like the Jedi's and all, but he was the most badass, and I've always felt he's been the most underrated because of the failure of Episode One. No, you know? I absolutely agree. I just didn't expect it coming from you. Why? <laughs> I, I I'm genuinely curious. What what throws you off? I mean, <laughs> I mean, come on, double edged lightsaber. <laughs> Your knowledge of Star Wars is what throws me off. Well, I was trying to Why? look up. I was trying to look up which. Uh, which uh, Ewok Warwick Davis played, but <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. That. Yeah. Also, can remember. we throw? Can we recognize the fact that he just almost said "wook up" like "wookie up"? Yes, I. <laughs> yeah, that was Wikipedia. about to come. We gotta wook up. Ever been to Wikipedia? I don't care. It's funny. Shut up. It's actually a thing. Go go to Wikipedia. I know it's a thing. Yeah, go. I'm not the one. Go wook it up on the Pedia. Let's move on. Brian knows more about Star Wars than I think, but not as much oh, as he come thinks. come on. Come on. Yeah, no, I'm, I am, uh, I know enough about the films and a little bit about the Outsider series, but uh, I mean, I won't lie. I am kind of excited that Caravan of Courage is coming to Disney+. Plus. So. <laughs> Can I also throw out, uh, was it last night that uh, we were talking, we were trying to help my sister fix her computer and we were talking about Rogue One because Brian was going off to watch it and I was going off to watch it afterwards. And he said, <clears throat> I don't even think you referenced Rogue One, but somebody said something about the blind one. And I went, which mm-hmm. blind one? And they went, the only blind one. And started trying to um, fan-splain Star Wars to me. I'm like, okay. And I listed off three different blind guys in the Star Wars universe. Like, don't don't come at me, you Star Wars noobs. Okay, how many blind people are in Rogue One? Well, we weren't talking about Rogue One at the time, yes, were we? Yes, we were certainly no, we weren't. About Rogue One. <laughs> Fuck you. All right, how long have you guys been married? Natasha, your favorite character. Okay, I've been... Failed married fight forever. Come on, Ahsoka. I'm so... I, like, hated this question. Like, Tony told me it was coming, (laughs) and I was like, I don't even know, okay? Because if we're talking, like, the prequel series, not gonna lie, Daddy One Kenobi is, like, amazing, (laughs) okay? That's just because he he looks like Jeebus. Okay, but like seriously, like the the meme about like people framing Ewan McGregor's picture and thinking it's Jesus is like it's my amazing. favorite thing on the internet, okay? It's amazing. Favorite thing on the internet. Okay, but then if we're talking like original series, we got to go with Han Solo and Chewbacca mm-hmm. because like they're like your rogue and your kind of anti-hero types and like I relate to that. Yay. And then if we're talking like the new trilogy, like I'm not gonna lie, like I am a rat for Kylo Ren. Like I'm <laughs> sorry, I just like whiny emo boys get me. Not Sasuke, but like whiny emo boys get me, and like I just appreciate that. Explains that. so much about Tony, yeah. right? It's I like mean, I did the dude with the beard with, with the first movie in the f- prequel trilogy, but he's also the whiny guy from the leader. <laughs> And he's also like this rogue rebel guy. Okay, but like General Leia is also like a really like she's up there <laughs> she's because badass. like 
goddamn she's badass right but like i don't know like it just there's too many good characters and then if we're talking about rogue one like justice for galen urso like goddamn oh, come on that's just because you love him as an actor i mean Every i do really, and a person and really like mads mickelson that i cannot deny but like i don't know and then Jin, i just really like Jin too oh, like yeah, she's amazing oh yeah if we're going down that road can i add um din jarn the mandalorian because yes. for some reason even though i have the suit of armor in my basement uh, I didn't even think that that was an option. I just went with movies, but oh my god, the Mandalorian! <laughs> I, I named one. For, I was went first, and I named one from the Old Republic, which is video games three thousand yeah. years before. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and really, I could have said from if we had to limit it to the movies, it would be Skippy, the droid. <laughs> Okay, and like BB-8 yeah. is also like adorable. Like I didn't even go into droids because like <laughs> I mean, come on, like C-3PO is like amazing. And meeting Anthony Daniels also fucking amazing. That would like so cool. I walked up to him and I was like, "Oh my gosh, like it's so nice to meet you." Like as the fangirl does. And then the the R2 unit that goes around Calgary, like he's like mm-hmm. remote controlled and he's like life size came by. And I was and he goes, "Oh, and he goes over and he walks over and he starts posing with this like, you know, R2-D2 unit or whatever. And then he comes back and I'm like, I'm so glad you got to see him because I see him every year at Comic-Con. Like, I'm so glad you got to meet him. And he's like, yes, it was really nice to meet R2. It was really nice to see R2-D2 again. He looks like he's doing well. Like, it was just, it was so cute. And I'm like, yes. All right. Oh, if, we're, if we're all giving a second character, I'm going to go with <laughs> Chewie's dad jerking off in the Christmas special. Come on, man. <laughs> Nobody what are don't, you talking you don't talk about? about the Christmas special. Yeah, like, what are you talking about? There's I no Christmas special. Don't Christmas this special. What are you talking about? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. Life Day special. Oh, you mean the you mean the concept about that? You mean the <laughs> okay, concept art say... for the Mandalorian's rifle and nothing yes. else? Yes, yeah, but I have that. to say, like, Luke Skywalker in the Last Jedi is like a whole ass mood. Okay, like it's a vibe. Oh my oh, god, Tash, I miss you so much. <laughs> <laughs> like, just that little, like, cocky smile when he's like, yeah, bring it, Kylo. And I was like, yes! Brushing the shoulder? Oh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> All right. Okay, uh, you gotta move us forward. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> All right, this is gonna quickly, be a tough because one. I didn't say mine, I like Kit Fisto. Yes, uh, he's one of my favorites, and Yoda. Ooh, Kit Fisto, very nice. And which we both have both of those lightsabers We in have the house. both of those lightsabers yeah. in the house. Nice. Yes, um, and with that, it's time for a synopsis and starring. Natasha, hit us with a synopsis. All right, all right, all right. Jin's father is forcibly taken away by the Galactic Empire to help them complete the Death Star. When she grows up, she joins a group of resistance fighters who aim to steal the Empire's blueprints. This movie is directed by Gareth Edwards and is starring Felicity Jones as Jin Erso, Diego Luna, ugh, Diego Luna as Cassian Andor, Alan Tiddick as K2SO, Donnie Yen as Chirrut Imwe, Wen Yang uh, as Baze Malbis, Forrest Whitaker as Saw Guerrera, Riz Ahmed as Bodhi Rook, Mads Mikkelsen as Galen Erso, uh-huh. and Ben Mendelshawn as Orson. That, that's Mendelson. Mendel. Ben Mendelson. Ben Mendoza. Mendelson. Mendoza. Mendoza. <laughs> uh, ben Mendelson as Orson Krennic. Thank you. And with that, it's time for us to play a game. Oh, it's Ooh, a game. It's a game. <laughs> Specifically, I can't cater to our various needs. Let's have some fun. Yeah, let's have some fun. Ladies, start your enjoles. <laughs> I'm having a blast. It's the most fun I've had without Lubicon. Bravo. Okay, there we go. I just. <laughs> <laughs>
game. Yeah, I disagree too. One of these Given days, the... we're gonna dub that whole thing. <laughs> All right, so here we go. We're playing release year for uh, number movies. So these are all movies that have a number in the title. Uh, we'll be starting off with an example so you guys get to know um, how it works. You guys can guess the same answer. You don't have to guess different answers. And we are going to give them to you multiple choice style. Um, so here we go. For an example, Rogue One, did it come out in 2016, 2007, or 1998? Oof, Ryan. <laughs> uh, 2016. Probably wrong. Obviously 1998. <laughs> Okay, James is guessing 98. No, that's not my hand. Come on. 2016. (laughs) All right, and Brian. Yeah, 2016. Okay, so here we go. Four points. James, you're going to be going first. Uh Uh-oh. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. 1973, 1974, or 1975? 1973. Okay. Brian. Got a one-up James. 74. Okay. And Ryan. Oh, you and bitch. Ryan gets the point with 1975. Balls. Has anyone seen Ratchet? Yes, I just haven't finished it. Oh my gosh, I haven't finished it yet either, but it's so good. Okay, it's anyways, sorry. Good. My Ratchet is in my toolbox. Next up, <laughs> Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Oh, they come out in 1996, 1997, or 1998. B Ryan. You know, I'm pretty sure I was on that podcast. That's one of the most painful things. <laughs> um, Don't get it wrong. It feels like it was 1997, judging by when we recorded it, but let's go with 97. Okay. Brian says 97. Ryan. I believe it's 98, but I'm Ryan says 98. And James? James. Uh, I'm going to go with 98. All right. James and Ryan both get a point. Uh, it was woo-hoo! 1998. Next up, number three. The Three Musketeers. Which one? The remake. The <laughs> yeah. remake. 2010. I don't know. You know how many Three Musketeers movies there are? No. Three. Three, three, three Musketeers. Okay. Just give me some years and guess, all right? Okay, just take your best shot, okay? 2010, 2011, and 2012. Oh. James, you're starting. Oh, no. Well, I've done first. Oh, no, sorry. Last. Ryan's Let's... starting. Ryan's oh, okay. starting. Damn it. Okay, so the one that I like is 1996. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, not one of those. So it's clearly not that one. I mean, do you want to go with that answer? Because I'll let you do it. No. Did you, was 2014 one of them? No. no. Well, 10, okay. 11, or 12. We'll do 11 then. Got a okay, feeling about that Okay, we have a 2011. Hames. That was, that was going to be my answer. I okay, went one, two, three, now I'm going to go two. Answer it. Yeah, you okay, can still say that one. Okay, and Brian. Let's go with 2010. All right, Ryan and James get the point for 2011. See what happens when you conform, Brian? <laughs> Next up, Fantastic Four. Which one? Oh, Fantastic. 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 Which is I always so you like the the Jessica. Nope. The no. Oh, the new one. The newest one. <laughs> Did it come out really in 2015, 2016, or 2017? Was it five? We are six, starting seven? with, uh, yeah, five, six, seven. Hamid. Sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, fifteen, sixteen, or seventeen. Hamid. Twenty seventeen. Jim Bob. No. Okay, we have yes, a seventeen from Hamid. Okay. B Ryan. I feel like that's a twenty fifteener. Okay, and Ryan. I think it's a twenty sixteen, but I think. And Ryan, weren't you on this episode? What, what? Yes, I was on that episode. Doesn't mean I liked right. that movie or wanted to be okay. mentioned. Brian gets the point with 2015. Brian's yeah. finally on the board. Hey. <laughs> All right, here's number five. The five-year engagement. 
Is that 2011, 2012, or 2013? B. Ryan, I believe you're starting us. Ah, crap. They're all possible. These have been five years ago. Yep. <laughs> uh, let's go to tw uh, 2012. Okay, we have a 2012 on the board. Ryan. Was 2013 one of them? Yep. Yep. I'll go with that one. Okay. I have and never heard James. of this movie, though. <laughs> it's good. I liked it. Uh, Emily Blunt and... Uh, I'll go uh, with Jason Tasha Seagal. This, yeah, these questions. I did not actually had no hand in any of this. No, I, just I love showed this up. I literally really? just showed up for yeah. my looks. Okay, even though none of you can see it. Uh, it was eleven, twelve, thirteen, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, let's go twenty eleven. All right, Brian gets the point. At two thousand and twelve. Wow. Next up, I see dead people in The Sixth oh. Sense. Did it come out in nineteen ninety seven, nineteen ninety eight, or nineteen ninety nine? Uh, Hames, or Ryan, you're starting. Uh, 97? Okay. 97's an option. Okay. okay I'll Hames. I'll that one. Jim Bob. Uh, 99. Okay. And Brian. I feel like it's a 97. All right. And James gets the point at 1999. Oh, which means he's tied it up with Ryan, 3-3. Three, three. Hello. Uh, Brian is trailing by one point. <laughs> Next up. It's my favorite. Ugh, seven. Oh. 1993. <laughs> 1994 or 1995? Hamez is starting. Uh, what were the... Blah, blah, blah. What were 93, the 94, 95. 95. Okay, we got a 95. Brian. I feel like that was a 94. Okay, and Ryan. I'm probably wrong, but I think a 95. All right, James and Ryan get the point at 1995. Oh. Keeping it tied up. All right, next up, The Hateful Eight. Did it come out in 2015, 2016, or 2017? Oh my God, is that Brian. already that old? <laughs> yep. Yes. Yo, everything, everything is, oh my God, it's already that old. Right. I know. We're feeling What really is old. time? Uh, what were our options? 2015 <laughs> through 2017? Yes. Yes. Correct. Okay, uh, 2016. Okay. okay. Ryan. 2017. Okay. Okay. Oh, nice. crap is confidence. <laughs> 2016, too. All right. Nobody gets the point. At 2015. Oh, that's five years oh, wow. old. Or that's six years old now. Wow. Jesus. Yes, yep. it is. All right. Here's number nine for you. The whole nine yards. Oh. 1998, 1999, or 2000? Ryan, you're starting. 98. Hames. Sorry, it was 98, 99, 2000? Correct. Mm -hmm. 2000. Okay. I and like Brian. that one was a 98 or all right, James gets the point at 2,000. Mm. <laughs> Taking a lead, two questions left. Number 10, 10 Things I Hate About You. I love this movie. Oh, yeah, Did it come out in 1998, 1999, or 2000? Oh, my God. All Same year spread. Like 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> Ryan is starting. I'll go 98 again because I have no clue. Okay, okay Hames. Uh, feels like a 2,000. Okay, and Ryan. Brian. I just want it to be 98 again, so I'm going to go with 98. <laughs> Zero points. Nobody gets the point at ah. 1999. Final one. James is up by a single point. Ocean's uh -oh. 11. 2001, Ooh. 2002, or 2003. And James is starting. Oh, oh, oh fuck. 2001. Okay. Brian. Oh, let's go with 2002. Okay. Ryan. I also think 2001. All right, James and Ryan get the point at 2001. Ooh. Woo! Which means James wins with six points. Brian, or Ryan got five points, and Brian got two. James yeah, is the pretty, right. pretty princess. All Yay. hail Princess Jim Bob. Which puts him at a disadvantage for the next round, but that's okay. Aww. That's all right. Uh, and it means he gets to start either. us off with his two-sentence impression of Rogue One. Oh, God. 
I'm never good at keeping it at two sentences. Me neither. Um, hmm, two sentence impression. In two sentences. Okay. You're already two past that. Two sentences. <laughs> I'm thinking. <laughs> we can edit this out in post. Uh, I'm leaving it all in in post. Of <laughs> post editing? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> um, I felt it was... They, I think they did a really good job of making a Star Wars movie while not feeling entirely like a Star Wars movie because it's a Star Wars story, right? So it's like, while still tying it into like the regular films, there were so many things about it while watching it that I was like, that's really cool that they made that happen, which you wouldn't normally see in like the prequels or even the originals or anything like that. It was, I, I, I really enjoyed it, period. It was a good movie, other period. <laughs> All right, our runner-up, Ryan, two-sentence impression. Uh, for it not being, like, your mainline sequence of the nine, uh, I think it was a good, really good side story that helped... Um, I'm even trying to think of a, the best way to... Sorry, best way to describe it. It, it tied some interesting things together that you didn't really need to know that they needed to be tied together. Right. Okay. And B Ryan, two sentences. Yeah. It makes uh, episode three look like episode one. Cause it's just such a good movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, you know, it's, it's a very necessary backstory piece that could never be explained in the movies. And I think it was well deserving of a side story with the tie into the films. Absolutely. So part of the reason I picked this group uh, is actually in particular having James and Brian and Natasha on is we all got to go see this one uh, a little early when it came out. Oh, that's right. That's right. We saw yeah, it. Yeah, we did. And fun fact, I haven't I seen that. it since. <laughs> what? Yes. I watch it every Christmas. Because <laughs> clearly it's a Christmas movie. Uh, okay, excuse me. I We we make pierogies by hand. And, and we watch all the Star and Wars And we watch movies. Star Wars. Like, that's my Christmas Eve tradition in this house. Yep. Uh, Man, Christmas right there, Eve gets uh, longer Wars. every year. <laughs> every two years our christmas eve gets a little two hours longer exactly it's yeah now we have to like start it like before the before dawn to get be like, oh, i've been man, trying to and now we gotta watch uh, the mandalorian the Tarant- so... uh the tarantino viewing <laughs> all i can oh, say God. is just start with episode six you didn't go to like one of those midnight launches of episode eight where they made you watch all seven movies before the eighth one that would have been amazing. Uh, what are you talking about? I wanted done to do it. it. I wanted to do it so bad, but I had to work. Yeah, I couldn't get the time off for it. We I did tried. that with um, Star Trek. Uh, Star Trek, in, not Into Darkness, Beyond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Watch the, the 2009 and then Into Darkness. It was we so much fun. We did that with you. We yeah, I know. You. I remember. It was amazing. Was it was amazing. A, that I was such to... a good all day. I miss people. Thing. Yeah, but when Star Wars is like nine movies now, that is a little <laughs> hard to ingest in one sitting. I literally have been binging Naruto. Like, I have literally gone through over 20 seasons of Naruto in the last, like, three weeks. You got to remember, Brian goes to bed at, like, 9, 9. I go to bed at, like, 10.30. I go to bed at 8.30. And I still have to study full time. Am I doing well? Don't ask me that question. I don't want to talk about my sleep schedule. Can we not get into this? (laughs) (laughs) It's already past my bedtime. Tony literally goes to bed at, like, 4 a.m. And I get up at, like, 6.37 a.m., and, and so we, we're like two ships passing in the night and my poor dog has to be up with whoever's up. So he literally like looks at me like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> the dog so, never gets any sleep. <laughs> no, Sometimes she wakes up and I go, I should go to bed. 
<laughs> it's a good time. It's probably a good idea. Had by all. All right, so let's talk about the Urso family. You didn't ask me what my two sentence impression. You're the co-host. Was. <laughs> I don't have to. What? Do you want to do one? You yes. Hate bees. You hate bees. I know this is actually one I would do though. <laughs> oh yeah. All right, fine, do it. All right, this, this is the war movie. Sentence. This is the war movie that we all fucking wanted out of Star Wars. Fucking finally, that's not keeping up with the fucking Skywalkers. <laughs> Keeping up with the Skywalkers, I'd watch that. Keeping up with the Skywalkers, that's basically what the main trilogy is. If you want to see fucking Skywalkers, I can point you to a page on the internet. Anyway, I feel like that was a porn reference. That is a porn reference. Is it a porn reference? one through nine. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's talk about the other Star Wars family, the Ursos. (gasps) I love the Ursos. (laughs) You love Mads Mikkelsen. I do. (laughs) I do. (laughs) That's where it just starts. What's his wife's name, Miss I Love the Ursos? I don't know. She's dead. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it's like, it's not Lila. It's Lyra. Um, Lyra. Don't help her. What are you doing? <laughs> They're a lot nicer than you are. So anyway, anyway, she was never okay. mentioned again. It was all, <laughs> she was. the movie was about daddy issues. It legit was. And, no, it and was I have daddy issues. It was issues, like, so. you killed my mother. I, I have abandonment issues and daddy issues and mommy issues. So like, you know, I'm the trifecta. She's got issues. Yeah. <laughs> I've got so much to tell you. <laughs> issues like one through nine downstairs. okay but the urso family is so pivotal to like the like uh a new hope having any kind of success or basically the new the old the original trilogy like like there's the entire movie she's yelling justice for galen wait because okay without galen urso matt's michelson i love you um (laughs) Told Without you this was Galen not going to be Urso. two sentences. <laughs> oh, no, no. We've moved on. We've moved on. We're on. We're on. <laughs> the Urso it's like, literally the first, the first talking, talking point. point on your sheet, so shut the fuck up. <laughs> the Urso Galen Urso is the reason that A New Hope and the original trilogy, trilogy could even fucking happen. Because without him, we wouldn't have known where the weak points in the Death Stars were to destroy them. There wouldn't even be weak points. Exactly. Okay. Galen Urso is the reason that this is a thing. And Disney did him so dirty. They didn't give him a doll. They didn't give him any kind of merchandise. She knows because she was looking for I it. Because I looked for it. Okay. Because Mads Mikkelsen is Bay, And like Galen Urso is like pivotal to the like revolution. Okay. <laughs> you were looking for a Mads Mikkelsen doll. I really was. That's just, what you were looking for. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You all. know what? There are people out there who buy anime body pillows with like their characters on it. And she wants it. one of Mads Mikkelsen. I would actually and straight Earth. up. I will admit that. But they don't make them. So I don't get one. So I was looking for something from Disney. And Disney was like, nah, who cares? <laughs> Screw Galen. <laughs> The Republic wouldn't be able to do anything without Galen. <laughs> if it was not Mads Mikkelsen in this, I wonder if she would have the same feelings. I probably would, actually, because I just <laughs> before, like I'll say it again, I... she's just she's a bothist. She doesn't care about all the bothans that died. It's it's just that was the second Star Bothans. War or Death Star. Sheesh. Yeah, <laughs> right. The many bothans died to give us this information. Like, no, no, so, so to be fair. That also one had a bigger flaw because they fucking flew ships into that hole. Oh, that's true. That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> Galen had nothing to do with that one. No. They're like, really oh, yeah, we don't want that same problem. Make it so a fucking ship can follow them in there <laughs> and make sure but it like, doesn't blow shit up. Okay, but the, the weakness was still the same. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, the weakness was the same. Well, they no, didn't what, what did change they say? It, was like a, it. It was a fuse or something that when shot at, it would just take down the whole thing. It would no. just literally destroy everything. No, the, it, the, the, the fuse was the implication that it was so volatile that you basically had to spark it 
and it would the entire thing would go up. And right? he'd left a single port essentially unguarded. Yeah. yeah. He designed it so that it was unprotected so that somebody it could, could destroy explode, it. yeah. Yeah. Enough energy to set it off would then cause the chain reaction. Mm-hmm. Right. Actually, funny enough, though, I found that to be like the most major plot hole of this movie because working in the engineering world, I'm like, yeah, that that couldn't happen. <laughs> Are you um, kidding? Working in the uh, energy sector, that 100% will happen. No, what I'm saying is, <laughs> like, is like, just destroy the data archive. Oh, we only had one. Oops. <laughs> they were tape backups. Oh, yeah. On. Yeah. Also, one tape for all the schematics, might I mention. <laughs> Well, that's okay, the thing is, is it is supposed data, to be right? a backup of a backup. Like it's just supposed to hold all the data. But if it's a backup like, of a backup, <laughs> then you have the, the original. You know how many hard it's drives gone. I've had fail for backups of backups of backups? <laughs> like, yes, actually, literally. And the amount of times that like you have to rely on those backup of a backup. One backup is none. Two backups is one. Three backups probably, is maybe one. Four backups is maybe the two. Only, <laughs> it was probably the only copy that Galen couldn't directly destroy yeah because if he had made his move to send the pilot to saw guerrera um he would have taken any steps to make sure that his plan wouldn't go unchecked so you know what i mean like the, I, my first step after doing that would be to literally destroy the evidence and there was only one that he couldn't get to okay yeah because he wasn't there. possible but uh... that's my theory but he, it's a good yeah. theory it's also Thanks. a bad theory, though, because he assumes that people would have gone to those ones to get the archives as opposed to where he was at the engineering where they saw him. <laughs> right. Like where they were trying to pick. Yeah, him but up. he could he could destroy those ones. Yeah. No, but like I say, is is the the thing is, is if he's relying on somebody to steal the archives at the one that he's not at, then they have no way of learning about the fuse. Right. Because, but he sent the message to Saw, telling them to go there to get them. And and Fair if enough. anybody could do it, Saw Guerrero could do it. And honestly, I think Galen was banking on the fact that him and Krennic are like old friends, and that's how Galen got the posting in the first place. Mm-hmm. So, technically speaking, I think he was banking on the fact that Krennic would still like believe in him in a weird way because he's been there for fifteen years, like working on this. Well, that's the fifteen thing, years is, is a long time to be a spy. And guy like that was part of the message right that he was yeah playing that he is just resigned to working and not seeing ever seeing his family again and so forth and so on and well and I, I, the problem with like compressing all of this into a single movie is that we missed out on a lot more of galen right we only got yes. a few yep. scenes with him that you know we don't even really know his backstory there's a book as a result yeah there's a book but you know just knowing that you know, he had skills. Why did he end up hiding, basically? Um, and, you know, the whole thing of, you know, he's had all this time to engineer this into place. But, mm-hmm. you know, this is, of course, it's like 17 years later, whatever we're finding out about it, right? 15. 15? Okay. Yeah, it's 15 years later. The book is called Catalyst by James Lucino. And I actually genuinely enjoyed this book. It's kind of dry. It's kind of boring, not going to lie. But if you're interested in the lore, like it's actually like fascinating. If if you're a casual reader who's just looking for like one story encased in like a single book, it's like, no, it's not really what this is. This is literally to give you the backstory that you were missing in Rogue One. That everyone was missing for. And, you know, for everyone out there who was still looking for the Galen Erso action figures oh see for a moment me. i thought uh i thought you were going to tell me it was his story during this movie and it was just going to be a book full of technical nah that's not going to work that would actually nah. be more interesting 
Actually, oh, you know I would what, though, read it, that it, book it, and be like, of... okay, so this is how they engineered this entire Death Star, and that's how the Kyber crystals are actually informed. <laughs> I mean, he technically that's why they're using does. basically like a uh, a switchboard to power this. Thing. Yeah, no, and and, and technically he kind of does because basically the concept is is that Krennic recruited Galen um, because he was he was a neutral party during like when this this was actually during the Clone Wars when the Separatists and the Republic were going at it. Um, the separatists came and like stormed and took him prisoner and Krennic kind of came and saved him and then took him to some like fake battle. Well, it wasn't fake, but it was like, it showed the Republic in a really bad light to convince him to join like his side of it. Um, and then had him working just on Kyber crystal. That must be a really shitty battle to have the Republic look in a bad light. It was, and it was against the separatists. So it was like, it just didn't make anybody look good basically. Um, propaganda. But then he has him working on like, uh, the kyber crystals just like researching them and Galen actually has no idea that they're weaponizing his work um, and it's not until like uh, Lyra figures something out too because she's like an archaeologist like her job is an archaeologist um, and so he sent her to go like scout out this party and I think she was supposed to die while she was abroad but she didn't and so then credit got to be like oh welcome back hey love you um, yeah and then and then they ran like that's basically like with Saw Gerrera like so you actually get a background on like Saw Gerrera as well like mm -hmm. I remember watching Rogue One and then Saw Gerrera came on and Forrest Whitaker's a big name and then he like died like 20 minutes later I mean my 20 minutes so it might have been an hour I'm not really sure no that's but... an interesting point though because uh, Jess and I were talking about it on how Forrest Whitaker kind of felt like a forced character in this movie like he didn't really do anything and the whole on oxygen thing was the most weak excuse for just I'm going to stand here and die. <laughs> well, he at that point, he's like he's been fighting for so long Since that he's tired. Wars. Like he was he was actually probably I think in the book, it was like by that point, he was almost ready to like bow out of the Republic by then um, right, or bow I... out of the fight. And so he was just like, I'm done. Like, I'm tired. I'm old. I'm more machine <clears throat> than human. Yeah, it's not even just the. Uh oxygen because he's also got like fake legs and like he's on a cane so it's you know and they barely made it out of their running could you imagine if they had to try and get him out he had been and fighting he... since the clone wars so if anybody he... watched clone wars and rebels yeah um he loses his sister he loses his like everything and he's been yeah. fighting since then so he's old yeah and, and jin is and basically done. like his pseudo daughter you know, mm -hmm. and he wants her to survive and to keep fighting the good fight. He's just happy she came home. <laughs> Even if it was with those, you know, gross rebels. Those weirdos. <laughs> those rebels, Scott. The not extreme enough, you know, the ones who want to negotiate instead of bomb shit. Yeah. All I right. Know, like the, I guess my problem was, was that he didn't, he, again, he didn't get very much screen time either. So it just went like yeah. a sudden jump. Uh, no real explanation of him, and then poof, he's gone. You know, absolutely. That's like most Star Wars characters. That's most Star Wars characters. Yeah, I was gonna say that. that just, say, <laughs> I just yeah, Claudia Gray thing. actually wrote a really good one after The Force Awakens. Um, that talked about like um, you kind of get to see like an insider look of like how the Empire developed the world after the events of Episode Three. Um, which I really enjoyed. The other like, thing too is like if you think of how Saw Gerrera got like no screen time. The Emperor is only ever mentioned in A New Hope and never seen. Yes, that's true. <laughs> but right? that's, that's a good teaser, right? But Surian McDermott is around for most of them. He might have been only in, like, passing a reference in A New Hope, but, like, beyond that, he's yeah. been in every single one! 
But it, it's just like one of those things where, you know, outside of the Skywalkers, we normally don't get character explanation for almost anyone. Yeah. And that's really nice because Rogue One was quite different in the sense that, like, I know we didn't see a lot of Forrest Whitaker. I know we didn't see too much of Galen either. But, like, beyond that, when you look at, like, the core group, like, they're fully developed. They're all BIPOC, which mm-hmm. I love. Mm-hmm. There's and a lot of them. <laughs> I know. I know. There's literally, like, two white people, and that is... Jin and Alan Tiddick as sassy fast robot K2SO. <laughs> Just, yeah. And technically I, he's a robot. Yeah. And I always so mistake I don't know him I for calling him K2SO4, but that's just me. <laughs> now, K- K2SO was definitely the buddy robot this film needed. I love it though. It's like, congratulations, you are being rescued. Yep. Do not resist. Like, yes, please. Well, the thing was, how come was she like- gets a gun? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't was, I get a gun? He was a lot more like uh what's his name from Interstellar, you know, where he had a sarcastic attitude, but he was still quite linear. Oh the yeah, square the HK forty seven. HK no HK forty seven is definitely more like Bender. That's true. <laughs> I mean, I would have been fine with an alcoholic robot in this film too. Don't get me wrong, but legit, legit. I bet you if a K two S O a drank, he would definitely drink. Oh, like, yeah. especially when he's like, we're all going to be killed in the vacuum of space. Not me. Okay. Can, <laughs> can we talk about Alan Tiddick just for a quick second here? Because yeah. I have to, like, severely appreciate Alan Tiddick as K2SO. Um, in case you didn't know, in Rogue One, he actually got to wear, like, a green suit. And he was, like, in this, like, mechanism that made him basically the shape of uh, K2SO. Can I get that um, cut of the movie? <laughs> Alan Tiddick in a green suit with a little robot suit walking around. Probably. Yeah, and so when they're on the planet to see Saw Gerrera and the like stormtroopers like have them at gunpoint and are like, hey, like, are are these prisoners? And K2SO says, uh they are they're, prisoners. They're prisoners? Yep. Yeah. So the point where Cassian like steps in and tries to explain and then K2SO like hits um Cassian, that actually was ad libbed by Alan Tiddick. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, and so he literally like turned around in his little robot suit and went whap. So when Cassian covers his face, it, that's legit. He's smirking. He's laughing. See, yeah. I I read that um, Diego uh, Cassian's actor uh, improvised the slap, and Alan Tudyk improvised the uh, the line afterwards. Uh, you How could be right. Cassian improvised the slap. I don't know. That's why I was a little confused. But it's, <laughs> yeah, he just fell He's like, over in pain. Hit me in the face. Okay. Yeah. Maybe he was at a football oh. match. I mean, it could but be. like, <laughs> but still, okay. Alan Tiddick is like a national treasure, and he needs to be <laughs> saved yeah. at all costs because he plays in Wreck-It Ralph. You know, Zootopia. Zootopia. He plays Weaselton, and, and then, then in Frozen. Frozen, he plays Wesselton. Yep. Which yeah. is a joke in both of them. Literally, they're uh, like, Duke, also, uh, Duke Weaselton. He's like, it's Weaselton. Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yeah. Well, that's Firefly. not a Disney movie, but I do love he's that He's also the chicken in Firefly. Moana. Yeah. He's, uh, you know, essentially Firefly. cornered Disney random voices. <laughs> I, think, I think he kind of opened up the door to... Um... Yeah, he was in that space show, too. Oh, yeah. Somebody say it! Yeah, um, uh, Which space Starfighter. show? Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, yeah, but he Battlestar Galactica. He was actually trained at Juilliard. He's a Cylon. <laughs> he is a Juilliard fucking graduate who had to do chicken noises for a film. I have yeah. to appreciate this man. Well, that's also partly because uh, Hey Hey, the name of the chicken in Moana, <laughs> it was originally supposed to be like super serious, like uh, super super serious. It was actually supposed to talk. Was it really? Yeah, and so they signed Alan Tiddick's contract, and then they decided to just make it cluck and be really derpy. <laughs> 
I saw that, that behind the, the scenes. That's the best thing because they signed that contract on X I saw a video of, of him doing that voiceover and he's just clucking and clucking and he looks at the camera and goes, I went to Juilliard for this. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. It was essentially like Hey Hey was supposed to be a much more serious character. Oh my God. Well, all right. Um, you mentioned uh, Alan's capture suit for K2SO. Yes. Uh, so I was reading some of the trivia on IMDb before this and uh, apparently Anthony Daniels, who. You know, as we all know, we talked about earlier. Yes, had to be in the 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 metal suit for all of it. Uh, What does it say? I pulled it up here. It says uh, Daniels laughingly cursed Tiddick at the Rogue One premiere. He later said that a "fuck you" from Daniels was one of the highest compliments he had ever received. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, to be fair, uh, as, I wouldn't want to be in that metal suit either. As someone who's had actually had to walk around in one of those stormtrooper costumes, like I feel bad for Anthony Daniels because that <laughs> uh, gold suit was probably that much worse. Oh, especially probably. in the desert. Yep. Ugh. All right, here we go. It's time for us to play game number two. Ha! This will be fun. It's time for us to play The Price is Right. Oh, the, the Price, price is, is Wrong, wrong bitch. bitch. <laughs> Show me the money. Show me the money! Now you've had enough. So the way this works is uh, me and Natasha have a bunch of the numeric figures in front of us here, and you guys are going to try and guess them Price is Right rules. It means close without going over, get the point. If we get it bang on, it's worth double points. And if you guys are all over, we'll start uh, the round over again, and we'll change who starts. Now, James currently is the pretty, pretty princess, uh, so that means he's going to be starting us off, and we're going to be starting off with the budget. So, James, what do you think the budget for this movie is in millions, not thousands? Oh, God. Well, it's a Disney Star Wars movie. Is it actually in millions, not thousands, versus it's billions? It's actually not in millions. Thousands? Yeah, it's not in billions. It's in millions. Just guess. Uh, it's closest without going over, right? Yes. Closest without going over. Two hundred. Okay. Brian. I'm gonna go with uh, thirty-seven million. Okay. Ryan. 250. Mail. Somebody got it. Bang on. James got it for $200 million. (laughs) No way. So he gets double points. Starting (laughs) off soft strong. Uh, Next up, domestic box office. So this is everywhere in Canada and the U.S. Uh, Brian, B. Ryan, is going to be starting us off. What do you think this made in domestic box office? This is in millions, Mm. not thousands or billions. Oh, gee. And this was... uh... Did this come out before episode seven? I can't remember. No, no, yes. after. After. Was this after seven? seven? After yeah, seven. Yeah, it was eight, like right? it was before literally. Eight. Yeah, it was before eight, but after seven. It was okay. the same year as eight. Between. Okay. Nope. Um, same year as eight. Because we got the little BB-8 toy that watches Rogue One with us oh, that yeah. you gave us, Brian. Remember uh, for Christmas. That's right. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go then with uh, forty million. Okay. Four zero. Yes. Okay. You think it didn't make? It's budget. <laughs> Shush. Okay. Wait, opening weekend? No, no, no domestic. No. Domestic. Oh, shit. Overall, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. overall. Oh, no, he said his number. <laughs> budget was $200 million. I think it made 40 <laughs> <laughs> This movie was terrible. Sorry, I, I, I thought I had about open. Uh, let's go with 330 then. $330 million. 330 okay. okay. Ryan. $420. <laughs> Just <laughs> play. <laughs> Please. Uh, I'm just gonna double it. Four hundred. James gets the point. Nope. If... Oh, what? 
420. Oh, right, right. Sorry. Ryan gets the point with 532 million uh, $177,324. Like way higher than 400, but I wasn't. I'm like, meh, maybe not. You know what uh, it is? It's, well, it's the solo numbers in my head throwing me off now. Sure. Well, yeah, if you have to them. remember that this is like a Disney, like after they've relaunched The Force Awakens, like they're at their prime. So next up, foreign box office. This is everywhere outside of Canada and the U.S. Ryan, you are starting us. What do you think? Millions, not thousands. Millions, not thousands. Did it go in China? Yes, it did. Because yeah. I saw knockoffs and they were hilarious. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was Uh-oh. Mickey Mouse. 600. Okay. 600. Hames. 800. Okay. 800. B. Ryan. Uh, 801, Bob. Dick. <laughs> I can't believe I have to say this, but you're all over. It's oh. less than 600. <laughs> really? Hames, you're starting us off this time. Less than 600. Less than 600? Yeah. Uh, let's go back to 400. Okay. 400. B. Ryan. Oh, um, let's go with, uh, I'll give him some room. 300. Kay. Thank you. <laughs> Ryan. 500. Ryan takes the point with $523,880,396. Which means wow. it has a total box office of $1,056,000,000. And $57,720. Can I get that figure in dollars? Dollars. 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 What a, she don't already done had hers. Is... Dollary dudes. What is happening? Am I drunk? What is going <laughs> on? <laughs> You're not, yes. but maybe I am. I don't My know. Beer is All right, next flat, up. <laughs> we are starting off with Brian and the category he thought was originally <laughs> Opening Weekend. <laughs> um, uh, 37 million, Bob. Okay. <laughs> Three seven, Ryan. What was this domestic again? Five thirty two. And we're doing opening weekend. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, one hundred and eighty mil. Okay. One eight zero, Hames. Two hundred. Two hundred. Somebody is on the board. Brian got the point. It was one hundred and fifty five million oh, eighty one thousand six hundred and eighty one pesos. Jeez, that would be a long run. So <laughs> you're telling me. <laughs> Ryan, mad about the dollars. Ryan got the 180 million by saying, "What did you say? 40 million? Uh, yeah, he said like Bob. 47, and <laughs> it's 155 Christ. million dollars. This, this is money. Why Phil hates this game. This oh movie God. made a disgusting amount of money for Disney. Disgusting. No, for Disney, this is small potatoes. This is small potatoes. Okay, but still, like, I want one billion dollars for. Fucking Star Wars 2! You know what? All right. I would pay $1 billion to see fucking Star Wars 2. <laughs> I was I about to be like, would that. you say what, Star you Wars said, 2? Have you not Boogaloo? seen the Star Wars? I will pay Star $25 Wars. to see Star Wars, Wars 2. <laughs> Like, I'll pay a billion dollars to see Star Wars. I will pay the twenty-five dollar ticket and okay, go see no, Star I, Wars. I, Fuck you all. <laughs> all right, Ryan, you're starting off the next category. It's time for the Totten Romato ratings. What do you think this scored with the critics percentage-wise on Totten Romatoes? Seventy-two. Totten Romatoes. Seventy-two. Okay. Hames. Right. Sorry, is that out of a hundred? Yes, you know, percentage. percentage. Oh, percentage. Uh, yes. <laughs> so no. 
25% remember. 90. Okay. 9-0. B Ryan. Oh, this was Critics, isn't it? Oh. Critics, yep. Yeah. I'm going to go with a 69, Bob. 69. Ryan got it at 84%. Wow. Critics liked this. Yes, but not as much as James thought they would. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot. Ebert's rolling over Curtis. in his grave. <laughs> All right. Hames is starting the next round. Here's your audience ratings. This is the audience rating, Hames. What do you Yay! think this is? 90%. Okay. All right. B. Ryan. Probably 95. Uh, 91%, Bob. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Ryan. 89%. 89. You're all over, motherfuckers. Try again. It is less than 89. What? B. Ryan, you're starting us off. Yes. Um, 80%, Bob. 80. Okay. Ryan. 86. 86. Hames. 78. All right. Ryan gets double points at 86%. Wow. Oh, you're nice. I would have been like, somebody gets double points. No. <laughs> I'm a lot nicer than you, okay? That's why I'm more well-liked than you are. Ouch. Not All right. You. Not wrong. <laughs> Final category, the IMDb rating. Percentage. Percentage. Oh, to be boy. fair, Tony, it's just because we're scared of her. <laughs> <laughs> you have every right to be. My name I understand. backwards is <laughs> uh, Satan. <laughs> All right, IMDb rating. Uh, we're starting off with B. Ryan. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, 85% true. Okay. Eight five, Ryan. Eighty two. Okay. Hames. Seventy seven. Oh. oh. Okay. James gets the point. It was seventy eight. Oh come on. Off by one. He just had Project Four K seventy seven on his mind. I don't even know what that is. So yes. Um, so if, for those of you who haven't heard, Project no. 4K77 no. is they found the reels for uh, the original Star Wars movie and have combined all so you can actually watch the theatrical release now. Oh, that's Ooh. cool. That's exciting. I was about to give you like the clacker to be like, sidetracked, let's get back on task. No, this, three, this is a two. Star Wars related. <laughs> Sidetrack. Side all right. Track, so yes. Ryan is now the pretty, pretty princess. Heyo. That means, Brian, you're going to get the advantage. Ryan. What? No, no. I know. Shut oh. up. I know. Okay. <laughs> no, shut Brian, up. <laughs> Brian gets advantage in the next round. If you'd let me finish what I was saying. Nope. No advantage is going to save this sinking ship. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. He's also screwed for the next round. Yep. Yep. But, um, life in general. Uh, all right. So let's get back to talking about Rogue One. Yes. Let's <laughs> cut all of that. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> no. Hello. Rouge Uno. What? Rouge Uno. Yes. Oh. R oh, Wait, oh I got that's it. Red one. That took me a second. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's red one. <laughs> red one, standing by. Okay, Three so this is the first movie where we get to see the destructive power of the Death Star. It's also the first one that's genuinely a war movie. Yes. Um, one thing I have to say about the Death Star is, like, I know they blow up Alderaan, but knowing that they could scale it back to just blow up a city, I kind of question why they would they waste... They did? Yeah. No, they didn't. They blew up everything. What no, are they, you talking they just about? Destroyed, they Tasha just destroyed what? The cities Jetta. were blown up. Yeah, they, this blew up Jetta. Was they did up. not blow up the entire planet of Jeddah. And they didn't no. blow up all of Scarif. They just they destroyed didn't, the base. Yeah, they Single just blew up the city. Oh, I just like assumed that that was the case. No. Like, no. However, and this was going to be my point, uh, with that level of destruction, it would cause a cataclysmic event on that planet. It didn't fucking matter if you didn't blow up the planet. 
So the planet's dead. The planet's dead. Yeah. It doesn't fucking matter. So why the fuck did they waste all that power and energy destroying Alderaan? They could have done the same thing and it would have the same effect. Because it's, it's for show. Okay, have you met Tarkin? Tarkin literally does things like for show and for promotion. Yeah. Which Except is really funny wears because fucking boots. in Rogue One, um, what's his face? Uh, uh, Krennic? Krennic. He wanted to destroy the entire planet. And he said, no, no, just the temple and Jeddah would be fine. That was Tarkin. I mean, that basically fucking destroyed the whole thing. Yeah. Yep. That level of power would dest- would be a cataclysm. Yeah, the backlash of that would just literally decimate all life on that planet. Also, yeah. remember they were destroying Alderaan in front of the princess? Exactly. Dramatic. He's the a flashy dinosaur. bitch. So it's way Tarkin's easier to be like, bitch. yo, we fucked your entire planet because now it's tiny pieces versus like, oh, we just hit it with a meteor and it's and it gives life us is the eventually going to die. The it, it gives us uh, Obi-Wan Star. Kenobi's line where it's like, I felt a great disturbance in the force. It's like millions of lives screaming out at once. Yeah. Yeah, no Jedi's felt this one, assholes. <laughs> you know, it's just like, because mm. all the force sensitive people <laughs> were fucking dead. All that were all bad on water Jedi. bullshit is gone. Obi Wan was of... still alive for this ride. <laughs> no, you know no, what? all the Je- all the all the Jedi on Jedi were dead. There's well, no force okay, sensitive the, the people actual... on Jedi. Okay, but uh, the actual Jedi were actually already gone. All that was left was the Guardians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I have theory about that okay um that chirrut is a mira lucan uh mira lucans don't have eye sockets yes they have eye sockets they don't have eyes no no that that was if that's the case that was retconned because uh mira lucans by like the original definition didn't have any eye sockets or anything there it was literally just flat no they had vestigial eye sockets yeah only retaining vestigial eye sockets. He's looking it up. Okay, because yeah. that wasn't the case um, before all of the new trilogy came out. Because before that, they literally had nothing there. It was literally flat, at least according to the RPG game and Wikipedia at the time. I thought that I was play... in the Old Republic. They they still had. Either way. It was before the Old Republic, too. Like, I was playing tabletop Star Wars, like, way before the Old Republic came out and stuff like that. So, um, um, the original Mary Lucan. Uh, either have he it. is a Mary Lucan or he's a offbreed of a human and a Mary Lucan. I could see that being a thing. Absolutely. I think he, it's interesting as well because, um, one of the things that they don't touch on in the actual movies, but they touch on in the extended universe is force sensitive beings, right? Yeah, and Marilu can see using force sensitivity. Yeah. And right. he was able to see the aura of uh what's his nuts. That's why he asked if Cassian. it was yeah. like Cassian, where he's like, does he look like a killer? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Because the force I mean... the force changes around those who are Yeah. Death or whatever it was. Yeah. My yeah. Aura the force moves darkly anxious. around a creature who is about to kill. Yeah. So that was interesting that he he said that, right? Because it's not like uh, absolute light and dark side. It's just like there's kind of like a a loss of force around that person. Like there's almost separated. a gray. It changes. Yeah, it changes. You know, and like that's the thing is is what is good and bad is pers- is all in perspective to the person doing it, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Anakin thought he was a good guy at the end. Yep. Well, he yeah. was. Empire did nothing wrong. <laughs> nothing wrong at all except for step up to the corruption of the republic absolutely 
No, actually, there's a real good theory about that, that Anakin genuinely thought he was the good guy, that he actually stood up to the corruption of the Republic and the Jedi. Yep. Oh, absolutely. And that him doing yep. that I was think basically that, yeah, still being sense. a good guy. So it is relative. It's who wins the war gets to paint the story, right? Yep. The Senate were the bad people. All they did was bicker and nobody made any decisions. So History okay. is written by the victor. But can I, like, I just, I really want to go back to this phrase of, like, it was the war movie we wanted, okay? Literally every other Star Wars talks about these wars and they, like, talk about, like, oh, the war, mm-hmm. the great war and stuff like that. But, like, we never really get to see it. So this was, like, this was a nice change of pace in terms of we actually got to see that, like, gritty war movie that, like, nobody made it out alive. And it's, like, it really gives us that, like, when they talk about it later in the original trilogy about, like, the great war, like, we actually get to see, we got to see that which I think is really cool and it's really world building and it's not just Bothans dying it's like a lot of people lost their lives see I mm-hmm. don't even see this as the war that they're talking about in the other movies this is this is not the clone wars this is not no that it's great not war. the clone this wars is... but the clone wars were fought by droids and clones yeah but like, you're saying, like this is the war that they're talking about but this is like literally minutes before um they you know they show up on Anakin's doorstep so that's yeah, not the oh, war absolutely. he's talking about. That's not the war that Han Solo is talking about either. Yeah, but the war was still like going on, right? Like yeah. the idea is that it's still going on, and this is just kind of a snapshot of like what has happened. Basically, yeah. this isn't in the, in the, the original actual, trilogy like, we were seeing, um, yeah. sort of the tail ends of things and key moments, but we're not seeing the war happening, right? We right. See we're not trying to give in people, Empire like, we see PTSD. the base getting overrun and they run away. And in um Return of the Jedi we see, oh yeah, we won. Great. But yeah, right. in this we actually see the battles that are happening that they're referencing or dealing with and, and how with brutal the they can be. Yeah. And why they wanna why they want to run more so than actually stay and fight because they've seen how that many people they've lost. Yeah. yeah. And on that point, like while I was watching this uh, even in the first few scenes, when we first see Cassian, um, what I really liked about it, and sort of what I mentioned at the beginning, of how they they um, they did a really good job of giving us an in Star Wars universe story that wasn't really a traditional Star Wars story. Things like the good guy being the assassin, right? He goes and meets mm-hmm. his contact, and well, I got to get out of here, and you're going to talk, so he kills him, yeah. right? And it's the the people doing good people doing things that they have to do to yeah. for the greater good kind of thing right that's we obviously ca- we get what to he's see, feeling we get to see luke and leia and han like not be the good, good really guys. yeah they get to be like the traditional sense of a good guy yeah but what people like a lot of, and, and i know it's a common phrase and it's a fucking trope and i'm gonna fucking say it war's hell <laughs> yeah okay the things that people have to do to survive a war is not glamorous it's not necessarily heroic it actually you know um just just now, I don't know why, maybe because I just saw this speech recently, but it kind of reminded me of um, Jack Nicholson in A Few Good Men, right? When he's in his whole, you can't handle the truth speech. Right. So you want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. Basically, we do the things 
that you don't talk about at parties so that exactly. you can go to those parties and not talk about it. We get our hands dirty to protect you. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what Cassian does is he goes out to these places. He's an assassin. He's a spy. He mm-hmm. kills whoever needs to be killed to get the job done. For the he leaves good. his ideals at home because there's no yep. place for it here. Exactly. Right down to the fact that, you know, when the alliance is like, we're splitting up because we're too afraid. Yeah. He has a, he has a moment where he's like, so all of this killing that I've done has been for naught. Yeah. And he's because like, well, you guys I'm not going to have get that. dirty. Yeah, because these people don't want to get dirty and they want to run away. And he's like, well, fuck it. And like, that's the same with that, that squadron that they take. Yep. They're all people. And he's, he has that line where he's like, these are all assassins and mercs, mercs and people who've done killing exactly. in the name of the uh, alliance. And now that the alliance is disbanding, like we have yeah. nothing to show for it. There's also the idea that the politicians get to sit pretty on their thrones and the safety behind the lines. And mm-hmm. it's the grunts that fight the war. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it's hard. Like there's that disconnect between the higher ups and what they're actually seeing on the ground. Yeah. And when they when they land on Scarif, uh, especially leading up to it, they're giving um, just before they land, he's sort of giving that speech to the the squad that's landing. Everything about it, right down to the costumes especially, there was something about a helmet that a guy was wearing, and then when they get out and they're running through the trees, the vest that they were wearing, it all felt really um, Vietnam-era war, like mm-hmm. shitty, terrible, gruesome Gritty. battles. Yeah. And Whatever the, they could the salvage. scared faces on people, like the scared look on people's faces, uh, these kids in... And again, I don't know Hodge why I'm focusing on that helmet, but the, the, the costume design of the sort of futuristic Star Wars armor, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. but it really did feel like uh, old Vietnam, Korean War, U.S. military. Well, they had $200 million. Dollars. Yeah. <laughs> well, and even then with this fight, um, it was fought on tropical beaches, yep. right? Which I know like is interesting as well. Because hiding in the you, trees. Yeah, they're hiding in the trees. Mm-hmm. They're having to make 10 people look like 100, which is all guerrilla exactly. tactics. And so it, it really does reflect the NOM idea. Yeah. It's guerrilla tactics, special warfare, right? And these were all mm-hmm. the, the the assassins and the special ops guys, basically, right? The ones that yeah. do the things you don't talk about. And Bodhi. And Bodhi. <laughs> <laughs> Getting his cable stuck. <laughs> I, I, when he, I like Bodhi. Like, I've seen the movie before, obviously. I was watching it again last night, and, you know, he he gets into the ship, and he sort of, at a certain point, he's not the scared guy anymore. He's given the orders, you got to get this message out, blah, blah, blah. You're he gets the message now. out, and he, he, like, he gets the connection, he talks to the people, and then just somebody throws a grenade in, and he looks, I'm like, oh, my God, no. And I, you know, almost teared up. He He gets the job done. He's finally... You know, standing up, not being a scared guy, and he dies, right? Because fucking everybody dies in this movie. But it was just something about him dying kind of hit yeah. a little bit differently. Absolutely. I was I was laughing with uh, our roommate about it because after we went and saw the uh, screener, we got that poster, and uh, we were walking oh, through yeah. a, a mall uh, back before COVID. Uh, oh man, those times are weird. And I was holding up the poster, yeah. and I was like, "Spoiler alert! Somebody on this poster died." <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember that. Yeah. It was 2016. <laughs> of course, it was before COVID. When we were waiting to get into that movie, we were trying to gamble on which character would die. We were. We were looking yeah. at the posters, yeah. going, "Okay, Straight who do you up. think is going to die in this movie?" Somebody's going to die. We were yeah. trying to guess who would be the like sur- who would survive. Yes, that's what I think. We were putting money on it too, if I remember correctly. We were I actually didn't. like, we we're like, okay. 
we all took a guess, five bucks, kind of a pot, and then it's like <laughs> at the end, it's like, well, I guess nobody gets their money, <laughs> Everyone gets their money <laughs> back. Everybody died. <laughs> well, you know, I don't. Everyone know gets their money much, back. No one gets a pot. I don't know how much truth there was to it, but but the whole original story about Cassian and Jin having a love story and. There was a thought about making them survive in some fashion, but mm. you know the fact I'm that they all died they was didn't. very satisfying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, well, it wraps everything up. You know, the one thing mm -hmm. that the extended universe was kind of like glorious for is it would find like any little loophole it could find, and then they were like, "Let's write a new trilogy about this like tiny little loophole on this side character that nobody pays attention to that one author wrote in as a joke." Like mm -hmm. uh, the extended universe just like went ham. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I so will say one thing. Them. We're not entirely correct. I just I, I pulled up the Rogue One poster. There is one person on that poster that survived. Darth Vader. Yep. <laughs> it's just, really just his silhouette on the. He didn't uh, survive much longer. On the Death Star. Look, if you yeah, can't survive a few that years longer, that one, then you're an idiot. <laughs> he survives a few years longer. I would like to argue that he's already dead. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It's no, no, Anakin's dead. By the Vader's alive. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I'll give you that one. But yeah, that I don't battle know. scene, I, I always felt like they always cut it a bit short, you know, right at the end of the movie there. like The movie was like two and a half hours long. I know. I know. Okay. Maybe it's because, you know, now Zack Snyder can do it, so everyone feels yeah. comfortable now, but... What don't even get me like, started about Zack Snyder. You know, there was there was a lot going on in the movie, and it just, the last little bit felt so rushed, right? You know, like everybody was okay with their mortality all of a sudden. You know what it was? Well, like, what are you I, I know do? exactly what you're saying. The mushroom Cloud's coming for you. It's it's not necessarily that it felt rushed or, or quickly paced. It's it's that you're in the middle of a battle and they just escape and the movie's over. That's yeah. that's what it is. It's it's a sudden drop off because it goes right into the next film, right? Yeah. But I definitely understand what you're saying. Like I mean, even knowing it's coming, you see the last scene, the last line from Leia, and it's like, oh shit, it's over. Wow. Okay. Oh, I get chills every time I see oh, Leia. Okay, like... okay, hold on. <laughs> Question for everyone but Brian, because I already know his answer. Has <laughs> anyone actually watched Rogue One and then immediately watched New Hope right afterwards? Yes. Yeah. Negative. Probably. Do it. But, I recommend know, doing it. Like, it, do a I was double gonna, feature. But then I had to go to work. Well, that, well, I mean, legit. What's so, work? So Rogue One ties in like minute to minute, right? Yeah. It's it's only yeah. like maybe ten minutes because uh, it's the same it's, shuttle craft and everything, right? It's yeah. the jump. Yeah. Like they literally, yeah. when they come out of hyperspace. Yeah. That I mean, we don't know how long they were being chased for. It could have been an hour, but it was definitely Has very ever pretty much right afterwards. Looked at the the planet um, over a New Hope and determined if you know what the actual distance would be yes Probably. we could calculate that we can actually um <laughs> like, i won't uh because <laughs> i would require a lot of a calculator and mm -hmm. a map that's to scale which is difficult to find but it can be done yep yeah because i just you know we, we'd we have to cal calculate it in um parsecs parsecs though true <laughs> But yeah, you know, it was uh, like, that was great. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, going back to the whole thing about the fight scene being cut short, if they didn't have that at the very end, it really does show how quickly and abrupt it came to an end, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, at least on the planet side, right, with the... Uh... Actually, that's a good point. I guess the Death Star, so it can shoot through the force field, eh? <laughs> yeah. They oh, took yeah. a shield like, down there's anyway. nothing that is going to stop that. But if that. they took the shield down, they clearly had uh, enough minutes to mobilize some ships. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Well, no also, I quickly looked it up. It yeah. says uh, about 10 minutes. Leads up to the 10 minutes before the classic film begins. Wow. Okay, yeah. So it is quite immediate. 
So it's that first jump. Vader has enough time to get back to his ship. Yeah. It and, just makes uh, it even funnier. I think uh, it's probably, I know it's been mentioned on the internet, where it's like, Vader boards the ship and Leia's like, we're on a diplomatic mission to Alderaan. It's like, bitch, I just followed you here. <laughs> like, <laughs> She's Really? I saw I saw you fly away from the battle of Scarif. Come but on. She doesn't know that he was there. That's true. Yes, In fact, that would have been way fall. funnier if like the original one is like, bitch, I followed you. And then this movie came out and you're like, well, <laughs> shit, he did follow her. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, though, he was... Yeah. Admittedly, I mean, there was always the doubt that, you know, she might have just been a passenger on that ship and got caught in the action for all you know, right? It's clearly yeah. a lie, but <laughs> she could have been blatantly <laughs> she is a dip- She is a diplomat from, you know, on a mission to Alderaan, and it's Which, to deliver rebel plans. <laughs> it's not 100% wrong. Yeah. It's she just wasn't lying. Her... She just wasn't telling the truth. It, so... it's, it was, she was telling half of the truth. So wait. So then by that connection, um, did 3PO and uh, R2-D2 stay with the Organas? But no, yeah. they were on Yavin. No, no. Uh, they would have been on Leia's ship. They were on yep. Leia's ship. Yeah. yeah. They went yeah. They went to Scarif with Leia. No, he's he's linking back to episode three. Right, Brian? Yeah. I'm That's what you're saying? Oh, yes. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yes. R2 and C-3PO went with the Organas. Okay. Yeah. Well, went with Antilles. Yeah. And 3PO got so wiped. Bail Organa gives 3PO and uh, R2 to Wedge Antilles. Not Wedge Antilles. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You were correct. I was correct. Yay. So. I act like I'm like the pseudo, like, <laughs> knower of things. You are correct. Good. Um, good. Something I All was right. going to say when we were talking about people dying. Yes. Um, oh, great. Like my sanity. <laughs> uh, the last shot of Cassian and Jin. Um,. Again, like I, it had been a while since I've seen the movie. Like I knew exactly how it happens, right? And they're they're hugging, and it's like, oh shit, that would be a fucking horrible waiting for that to die. But uh, again, it was something about um, this all happened, and then the thing I forgot was the look on Cassian's face just as he gets engulfed in flames. So they yeah. go from hugging and closing their eyes, and then his eyes open, and he goes really wide, and it's just like. Whoa! Oh, <laughs> I don't know just what a like sucker that. Punch, hey? Yeah, that look and that moment, which I had forgotten about, made it so much harder to watch. Also, the but fact I like that movies shit. like that. I like movies where sometimes the good guys don't make it out. Like yeah. those ambiguous endings that you're like, oh yes. Yep. I actually prefer those. I've seen so many Hollywood endings over the years that, like a movie like this, where it's like Maybe there are won. no survivors. Yeah, I love it. I'm here. They for won, it. so but they unique. did not make it. Yeah, they won, but they didn't make it. And yeah. it's like, that kind of idea is so unique. And I and love it. Was it. The, yeah, and it was the same kind of with, I, I forget their names, um, the blind guy and his buddy with the big gun. Oh, oh, hey, don't, don't even start this, James. Don't start this. What, why not? <laughs> After you criticize me nonstop. <laughs> well, no, I forgot their names. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's what I was looking for. Was their names My point the was Chirut there's more than one Baz. blind guy Chirut in the Star Baz. Wars yeah. universe. Um, But yeah, so after his friend dies and then he like, he kills a bunch of the troopers and sees the grenade. And then he looks back at his dead friend and just has one more moment of. They agony. were totally banging. They just, were not friends. No, no. Like Who just, cares? just this one moment of absolute <laughs> agony of seeing his dead friend. I know. Even though he's like, he's, you know, more or less about to join him. But it's like, oh, because he's been protecting him for fucking for years, years, right? Mm-hmm. Years totally. easily. 
Wait, yeah. who was protecting who, though? Baz was <laughs> exactly the blind yeah, guardian. He, he sees him, and he's not upset. On, like, it's kind of opposite to Cassian. Cassian has a moment of terror or something. Yeah. But he has a moment of sorrow. Uh, sorrow that his friend is dead. He doesn't care that he's about to blow up. But he, he knew that was going to be the thing going in as a, as exactly. like a sentinel, right? Yeah. So, was he the only one that like... thinks those two were a couple? No, not necessarily. But like, I just feel like you know, I, I feel like Baze was actually like hired to do more than just protect him from like vagabonds or like whatever. Because like, literally, Chirrut will talk to strangers and be like, "Nice necklace." Like, could you imagine if he said something creepy to somebody? Like, he would have his hands full. Baze would mm-hmm. definitely have his I hands full. I feel like they were totally like the equivalent of married and had been married for thirty years, and they just worked. I can at see the same it. Place. Yeah, I can see that. Oh yeah, I'm into it. <laughs> I don't know. Like I didn't... just the way they talk to each other. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saving your ass. So let's go yeah, do yeah, this." Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and to be yeah. fair, Brian and I have the same kind of rapport. And they've well, been exactly. married for like they've been, 10 years. Yeah, you guys were married for how long? So really. But that's the thing, right? Is like they seemed more like long-term like cop partners, if you will, right? Yeah. Like you just, you'd know each other inside and out and you're just it's, doing the it's same It's almost shit. too personal to be a relationship, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was more focused on James, the fact James, that, did you just say what I think you just said? <laughs> I did. James. What? We'll talk about well, okay. this later, let me No, no, let me put it this way. <laughs> let, let me put it this way. Um, on the cop couple thing, you have two partners, mm-hmm. um, male and male, male, female, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, who everyone's like, oh, yeah, they would totally be a couple, but they've been working together for so long. They know each other so well. They, they like It would never, almost never work as like, a relationship. Like Bones before they fucked it up. Yeah. Or Castle before they fucked it up. Or every of those before they fucked it up. But Except for Sherlock. Cuddy, you know? yeah. Put, uh, Turner and Hooch. <laughs> Kibbles and Bits. Okay, and with that, I think it's time for our next game. It's time for us to play game number three. Yeah! Yeah, crap. Alright, so it's time for us to play the Awesome Lodge Word Game. Excellent! All right, so we're going to be playing the Awesome Lodge word game. And the way this works is uh, there are four different categories. Each category has ten movies in it. Sorry. Natasha's just moving chairs around. Each movie has ten minutes in it, or ten movies in it. And Natasha has two minutes to get each of you guys to name all ten movies in your category. Uh, She can't use any of the words in the title. Any actors' names, director names, or character names. Um, Yeah. That's pretty much how it works in two minutes. Now, because we've had uh, two winners so far of different games, Brian has not won any games. Yay. So, Brian, you get to pick your category, and you get to pick James's category. <laughs> and, James, because you lost the crown to Ryan, you get to pick Ryan's category from whatever remains. <laughs> so, Brian, which categories do you want out of star movies, okay. war movies, movies with rogues, or 2016 box office topping movies. Oh, Jesus. Okay, well, I'm going to take star movies. Mo- movies with the number one in them. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we got star movies for Brian. Yep. The color purple. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. These James, are just, just basic just that, space fuck movies. You, you're getting movies from 2016. Oh, come on. Uh, you don't get to pick his. Oh, no. You, yeah, you get it. Yeah, his. he does. Okay. 2016? For James. Uh, yes. 
All right. And uh, James, which category do you want to give to Ryan out of war and rogue movies? Rogue. All right, Ryan. God bless you all. (laughs) (laughs) War movies was the only one that I was like. Uh... <laughs> All right, so Ryan is going to uh, start us off. Oh, oh shit! Okay. So, Natasha, are you ready? Yes. Ryan, are you ready? Oh, God. No, but we're going anyways. <laughs> yep. Here we go. Starting in three, two, one. Rogue. I have magic hair that glows when I sing. Tangled. Yes. Yes. Um, we bitched about this earlier. You liked a different rendition of it. Uh, three two... Musketeers. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this one has. Um, a rogue. He game. played a phantom of the opera at one point, and he plays a uh, a Latino uh, vagabond with a sword. Zorro. Yes. Yep. Um, nice. This is my favorite movie. I have it tattooed on my arm. Star Wars. Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, I have that too. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's just a book. No harm could ever come from reading a book. Oh shit. It, it, it's like a classic monster movie. Well, it's not a classic Mommy. one, but it's a remake. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, I'm going to skip this one because I don't know what it is. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is the one where the guy steals from the rich to give to the poor. Robin Hood. Uh, Subcategory. Subcategory. Prince of Thieves. The King of... Yep. yep. Okay. This wow. one is... Um, it's got um, mutants in it and... Um, X-Men? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. This one is uh, the movie that went with... Um, Can't say actors' names. Firefly. Oh. No, no, no. The, the movie that ca- that followed Firefly. Oh, what was Serenity. the name of it? Yeah, okay. This one is um, The Queen's Groom. So what's it? Like a, a lower form of a queen? A rook? No, no, no. Princess, no, no. Like a, Princess Bride? Yes. Yes, yeah, this... yes. Okay, this one. Dun, 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 yeah, okay. And then the last one is um, when you're courting somebody, those feelings of... Uh, regret. Sure. <laughs> it's a category of movies, uh, the longer version of blank calm. Like where, where like guy falls for girl even though she shouldn't be fucking doing it. Oh, like the wedding singer? Time. Rom- Romancing the Stone. I've never oh, heard of this oh, stupid no movie. Way. Yes. Good movie. Uh, yeah, okay. I've never heard of this movie. Okay, Ryan got nine. Hey-o. Nice job, Ryan. That is definitely surprising. thought that was going to be harder That's than it was. James, have you come back from a uh, bathroom? I didn't go anywhere. I also <laughs> object to the Three Musketeers bottle. being a rogue movie. There was three of them. They were not rogue. They were rogues. <laughs> uh, they were actually, rogues? the fourth one was the rogue because there was only three. The movie said only to have three. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up. James. Going back to 2016. Oh, God. I hated that year. (laughs) Here we go. Starting in three, two, one. Uh, Green Lantern got a new start. (laughs) What? (laughs) Green Lantern. The guy who played Green Lantern. Uh, He got a new start. Ryan Reynolds. Yes. In the... Yeah, thank you. Okay. um, um, This is... The animals that you keep at home are called what? Pets. Yes, okay, so uh, when they're not home, like, it's blank, blank of pets. Uh, okay, Covert. Oh. Um, the Secret Life of Pets. Thank you. Yes. Okay, uh, The Amazing Six. So uh, what's what one plus six? Uh, uh, eight. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's, uh, no, I know it. Um, 
Uh, the hateful eight? eight? No. Wait, <laughs> Wait what the Jess. fuck? It's the new math. Okay, come on, go. We only got two minutes. Okay. The okay, prequel to the hateful eight. Ah, oh, stop. Yes. I can't breathe. Okay. Clearly the awesome seven. blank. What, what's the other word for awesome? Amazing. Okay. Uh, starts the same way as magnifying glass. Oh, uh, the magnificent. Um, yes, yes. Number one more than What's six. What's the seven? <laughs> the magnificent seven. Thank you. Okay. Um, if you go underwater, you can't breathe. Yes. Okay. And then the first word is the opposite of do. Don't breathe. Thank you. Okay. This one makes me actually want to kill myself, but basically that form is in the title. It's it's. What? Um, oh, I know what it is. Uh, you guys need to shut up. <laughs> it's the DC with uh, uh, Suicide Squad. Thank you. Okay, this is the sequel to f- the clownfish that went missing in Australia. <laughs> Finding Nemo. Finding Dora. Thank you. Okay, uh, the person who supervises you. What are they? What are they? What are they? Your boss. Horrible bosses. No, the, the bosses works. Okay, yeah. this is about animals, and it's a Time. DC. Damn it. Okay, Zootopia. Seven. Oh. We got seven. <laughs> One plus six is eight. I got distracted. I loved it. I don't know why (laughs) I heard two. Can I buy a vowel? I, Brian, I'm gonna talk through your entire thing. You fuck. Do it. (laughs) You know, you know that I can't hear them when you guys talk, right? So if you talk over Tasha, she cuts out. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I hear everybody. I don't know what's wrong with you. Yeah, I hear everybody too. Okay, I'm ready for this. All right, here we go. Brian, you've got to get more than nine. Okay. It's one. We're it's doing eight plus one. star movies. Starting in... I should have just made this all Star Wars movies and not said it. <laughs> okay. It's not, though. It's I'm going to warn you right now. It's not. Okay. okay. All right. Here we go. Starting in three, two, one, go. Ben Affleck's best f- friend Batman? who's stuck on a planet. What? Another name for an extraterrestrial. Um, My BT. favorite... Oh, my favorite Martian. But like, just that word. Okay. Uh, this is the, the one. Martian. Yeah, oh, yeah. The Martian. Okay, this is the Ryan one space. where um, the creature bursts forth out of the chest, and they're on like a ship Aliens. in the middle of nowhere. Thank you. Okay. Um, eternal blank of the spotless mind. Eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. Well, it's just sunshine. Oh. Okay. Oh, um, right. The yeah. blue opera singer on stage oh, with um, the stones. Uh, oh God! Ah. Why is this in my head? Ah, Bruce Willis. Damn you. One plus three is. Yes. Okay, thank you. Okay, um, uh, Snape plays an actor who gets swept up into space, and they think they're the real deal from a TV show. God's Quest. Thank you. Okay, uh, this is the Disney Pixar movie where Earth is so, like, polluted that they all flee. Oh, um, uh, Wally. Yeah, okay, uh, this is a, a, um, parody of Star oh. Wars. Uh, Spaceballs. Thank you. Okay, um, The Last Airbender. Ooh, Avatar. Yeah, okay, and then a Greek god plus an unlucky number. 12 plus 1 is? Oh, um... 14. No! <laughs> 12 plus 1 is? We're so close, one, come 13. on! 13, 13, yeah. Yes, uh... okay, and then a Roman god. Oh, Greek. shit. Greek, sorry, Greek god. Greek god, oh, shit. Starts with, uh... <laughs> a letter. The, there's a water sport that rhymes with it, with, like... Okay. Marco? Oh, Mar- yeah, Marco! <laughs> Marco 13. No, yep. not quite. Okay, what's the op- okay? What is Marco? What's the oh, other? What's is the response? Apollo thirteen. Thank you. Okay, 
Thank you. Okay, this one is um, the like machine like talks to this guy and basically takes control. What's two thousand plus one? Oh, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Thank you. There's 10. All 10, five <laughs> seconds left. You, you were saying, what's, what's that one about the computer talking about? I was like, her? Okay, <laughs> I'm literally sweating my balls off from that this. Was, that was good, Natasha. That was really good. Questions. Thank you. I'm actually pretty good yes, at this. Yes, questions, Ryan? About balls sweating off? <laughs> <laughs> They're innies, not outies. I'd okay. like to point out how Brian got stumbled up by 12 plus 1. Because uh, you got stumbled up by 7 plus 1, too. So, like, or 6, six plus, plus 1. one. Six plus, my favorite <laughs> is, yeah, like, he, a, he what, said seven? Seven? You can't even get it right. 6 plus 1 is 8. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's the new math. Star Wars episode Q. We forgot how to count. Yeah. <laughs> there's too many numbers. That's why there's only nine movies. Is is that going to be the new the new series? Is it going to be like phonics with Obi Wan? Phonics? <laughs> no, with Yoda or Yaddle. Okay, yeah, but like phonics I'm with so Yaddle. Excited. I'm so excited over. for Kenobi. I'm so excited for Kenobi. I I'm really stoked for that, honestly. Oh my god, yes. Like, truth be told, I feel like Rogue One was the movie that kicked off the possibility of good just Star Wars stories. Good Star Wars, uh, <laughs> off off-chain stories if you will you know and then we got solo yeah you know solo, you know what it was a summer blockbuster yeah yeah it wasn't my favorite one by far but you know i said i love darth maul right so darth maul at the end oh full redemption mm-hmm. it's kind of like how i hate the clone wars movie but the tv show was really good oh yeah i don't like the clone Fair. wars movie but i like the premise of what it should have been i believe yeah I just, I really, like, it just bothered me that Ahsoka was like, oh, hey, Sky Guy. Like, what the fuck? Like, you're a Padawan. You'd get beaten for less. Mm-hmm. They're the Jedi. They don't beat. Yeah. They shun. Uh, have you met a monk? <laughs> All right, that's fair. They just don't All right, so what do you guys think about Vader things. kicking ass? Okay, legit, this is exactly what I wanted from Vader the whole time. Like, this is the badass that we, like, let... Like, the original trilogy was like, he is the greatest foe of the galaxy. <laughs> and, like, we didn't actually get anything until Rogue One. I honestly think the first scene you see with uh, Vader shouldn't have been in there. What, the one with yes. him uh, not assembled? No. Careful, the, Commander. Don't choke on your. Yeah, that whole okay. that whole scene was like if if you didn't see Vader and you only heard him, I think it would have been better. And then yeah, at the, at I, you the know end, what? I, I can agree when with that. you just see him kicking the ass, I think it would have been better. I actually oh, like yeah. that idea. Uh, I actually really love the idea of the fact that when he makes that one liner, it's like, "Careful, don't choke on your aspirations." And he turns away. He's like chuckling to himself. He's like. Fucking got the I mean, fun, Andy. Okay. But Anakin is a dramatic bitch. Okay, his form of flirting is I don't like sand. Like he's a dramatic bitch. But he's also <laughs> he's, he's fairly old by this point, right? He's got to be in his like. I hate you. Sorry, I will stop now. He's got to be in his mid forties, probably, right? Easily, it like and then being completely set on fire basically ages you to like ninety. Yeah, well, that one know. shot because I I watch this on Disney Plus, so you know you get all the four K and crap. You, you know you could see a lot of detail in his damage, like his skin was healed but scarred, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think I, I'd have to go back and watch it again, but I'm pretty sure like he wasn't wearing any armor in that tank, so like he was no. missing an arm and. He wouldn't have been. He was in the tank with a breather, and that was kind of it. So what I mm-hmm. what I really liked was um, exactly what Tasha said. Like Anakin was always a bit of a drama queen, 
And Which I kind of lived for. I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah. low-key, I'm like, yeah, okay. All right. Well, well exactly. He was all about the, the flair. And, like, even in episode two, uh, when Obi-Wan's falling, he's like, oh, you know, I couldn't find a speeder I liked. Blah, blah. He has to make a dramatic entrance and all this shit. Um, the fact that the choking on the aspirations thing, because, again, drama. drama, uh, And then his whole persona at his base on Mustafar with the, the big ass door and his flowing cape for this one dude who's standing in a big chamber. But then also, and I know this has been mentioned online because it's really the only reason I actually noticed it. Um, in that amazing hallway scene, he's standing like the lights are out, the door opens, the smoke comes out, you hear him breathing. And the only light you see is his lightsaber, which means he turned off his suit because he has lights on his chest piece. So he yeah. turned off his suit just to scare the <laughs> shit out of these guys he's about to kill. I love because it. Because he's all about entrances and drama and being the center of attention and and doing the badass amazing dramatic entrance thing like it's exactly what he was in the prequels he wanted to he wanted to inflict fear in them right exactly Mm -hmm. you know it had nothing to do with killing because he knew they could never hurt him yeah right yeah Yeah, it was image well it looked like it was more just for fun at that point right because if you look at the rest of the movie there again he's just trying to play the authoritative figure he Where? could have walked into that hallway, force pushed them all in one, and just walked through them. But no, he lit up the lightsaber, deflected everything, held a guy on the ceiling while he stabbed somebody else, like all okay, of this. But like the fans would have been real pissed if that didn't happen. Well, I know, obviously. That was like the moment we universe. just finished fucking crying <laughs> over like Jin and Cassian and everybody else because everybody is fucking dead. And then all of a sudden, this like reminder of like the opposing forces, like the war is still going on. We don't have time to grieve those characters because the war is still going on. Yeah. And here, entrance is dramatic bitch fucking Darth Vader being like, yeah, I'm going to wreck your shit. Like, like we as the audience needed to see that. The oh, ironic part is if he would have done that, he would have just been able to pick up the chip because the guy banging on the window would have died instantly. Yeah. <laughs> and then he could have walked back and said, fuck it, we're done. That's why he immediately chased Leia. He's like, fuck, 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 shit, fuck, shit, fuck, shit, fuck, shit, fuck, shit, fuck, shit. Stupid dramatic entrance. God <laughs> damn it. If I threw my time. lightsaber, I would have got them all in one. <laughs> well that's the thing though right if he's standing on the back of the ship after they escape and this is about 10 minutes later he must have taken an additional shuttlecraft and maybe there was already some troopers on that shuttle like well, he would have gone back to his ship that boarded the the rebel ship right so he got onto the rebel ship uh which the blockade runner detached from so he would have just walked back out that hallway that he just came down and got onto his ship and followed them yeah like you the the basically the the from the docking point to where the uh the bulkhead door would have been right so i guess i don't know like i I, don't get me wrong i appreciate that scene and i really enjoy it however there might have been something really special if it led right into the shot at the beginning of episode four like the first internal shot where 3po and r2 are running around Hmm. like that would have been really cool for you know they're already boarded and all that and you know they're getting ready to they're working on that door and then it cuts out right I'd argue it'd probably feel more like, remember how you're saying it felt really rushed and, and whatever. And that's fair. Yeah. You know, because it just kind of cut off in the middle of an action sequence, more or less. I feel like that would, that feeling would have been way worse if it was like, yeah, they just got boarded and the stormtroopers run in and it's the end of the movie. Well, no, but I, I feel like I know having Leia as the final shot in essence is the best thing, but even 
even if they had gone and, um, you know, cut it right into the opening to tie it in so it could be a seamless transition. I would love to see that cut someday. Yeah, maybe not for the theatrical. Okay, but the CGI but, like, they did for Leia and Tarkin, like, amazing. Baller. Um, uh, I would say amazing. Tarkin was amazing, but Leia, the more I look at it, the more I, I find, I think it's something wrong with her eyes. It's very Uncanny Valley to me. The It was really good, but also disturbing because I know it's not right. It was also five years ago, too. Well, no. What? Okay. So what? It, what it was um, was again. This is before deep fake technology and all that. So Tarkin was actually fully CGI'd. But um, my under, at least from what I've understood with all this, um, Leia, it was a body double, and then they it were. Yeah. It was her daughter. It was, was her, it daughter. her daughter. I thought it was it's a her. body it's double. Her daughter. Oh, okay. Because they basically Billy superimposed Lord. her facial. I love her in Screen Queens. On it manually, they didn't. That's what they anything. did for Tarkin too. Tarkin was a body double. Yeah. Like they had was an it actor really? Playing him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was. There was a body double in there. Okay, okay, maybe for like the rest of the body because the head just unfortunately when you watch it now it's like yeah the head really does stick out, um, whether it's the lighting or the shading it just. I think it's mostly the lighting is different than everything else and he's glossy. Yeah, it's it's, it's a, very hard to do yeah. a dark shot when it comes. Yeah, to it's CGI. a bit of the movement and like they they tried to get the the right uh skin pigment and and um yeah. blemishes and and uh freckles and stuff too yeah. well, I and all of it. it was it was like it was amazing it was really cool to see but like you know that it's not real yeah because yeah. i mean part of it is we know that he's not it's not him like we know he's dead right so yeah. Uh, yeah, the actor and walking into it going okay i see what they did still really cool yes it was extremely well done but like i say it's that uncanny value where it's you, you know it's not right and it just you know doesn't it doesn't look right so you could pick out every little thing even though it's an amazingly well done but that's the thing that's that's based off us viewing it now for a person who is watching this for the first time like i won't lie i almost jumped out of my fucking seat in the theater because i was like there's no fucking way he's been dead forever. Like it, yeah. that first reveal turn shot was done so accurately. So good. I feel like the, they spent way too much time on that first turn and then kind of disregarded the rest of the scenes with him because it, that first turnaround was like, holy shit, that, that could be him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually. All right. It's time for one thing I learned. So uh, one thing I learned was actually something Natasha told me uh, while we were watching the movie, which is about the fact that Alan Tiddick was wearing a green suit in the uh, movie as K2SO. And I now want to go watch footage of this. Yeah, he's wearing stilts, too. It's yeah. amazing. So that's one thing I learned. Uh, how about uh, Ryan? What's one thing you learned? Yeah, I'm just trying to think. Um I think that uh, the one thing I learned actually was not from this movie. It was from a podcast from one of the writers, uh, Gary Witta, that this went through many iterations of like a lot of the scenes. And um, like it was it was a long time going of even doing the prequel that went. It was a fight to get it to even lead as close to episode uh, four, uh, A New Hope. Uh, as it getting it as close as they could to that, because there was a fight, and they're like, "No, we want this a different story." So okay, uh, Hames. Um, what I thought was really cool that I found out uh, was about the X-wing squadrons. So a couple things. One, um, when they were uh, they were digging through old 
um, Lucasfilm stuff, old archive footage, they found uh, film canisters of deleted scenes from A New Hope, including um, a, a lot of the X-Wing scenes. So some of the clips of particularly Red Leader and Gold Leader are actually from those deleted scenes, which is why when I was watching again, you listen to Gold Leader, the way he responds is exactly the same as out of uh, A New Hope. And it's because it's from a deleted scene and a lot of their dialogue is there. Yeah. Also, the fact that in A New Hope, it was supposed to be Blue Squadron. Actually, I've seen it was... Uh, um, they changed it to either gold or red. I've heard both. I thought it was red squad. It was supposed to be blue squadron mm-hmm. uh, attacking the Death Star in a new hope, but they couldn't do it because of the technology at the time. They couldn't handle the blue with the blue screens that they were using. So they changed it to red squad or gold squad, depending on who you're talking to. So they added blue squadron into this movie to explain why they weren't there because they were destroyed at Scarif. I thought that was really cool. Really? Because like, I one of those really neat Easter eggs that they like they did a bunch of little Easter eggs in this film, but I thought oh, that was maybe super that explains cool. what it is. Because I've I've heard in the original theatrical cuts of episode four, there are several scenes where they're still wearing blue helmets, and that was one probably. of Lucas's corrections. So I'll, yeah, I'll have to go back and look for that. The list of Easter eggs is extensive in this movie. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. Brian, what is one thing you learned? Um, that it's possible to create a great Star Wars movie without Lucas, without the Skywalkers, and without the Jedi. <laughs> Honestly, no, it, it actually stands alone as a great film, and that's part of the reason, I think, why I didn't enjoy Solo, because we already knew the characters, and so, you know, telling some of those stories, okay, maybe it provides some context, but this was like a whole new, you know, for, for film fans, it was a whole new story, really. You know, it never mm-hmm. really explained how everything got started in episode four and this was truly the the prequel that fans deserved all right natasha take us home what's one thing you learned i have no earthly idea because i don't feel like i learned anything today (laughs) uh i learned that i can overlook bad cgi apparently because my standards are like the rock in the mummy so (laughs) the cgi in this is fantastic compared to that yeah all right all right, with that, it's time for ratings. All right, Ryan, what would you rate this out of five and why? I'm going to give it a four out of five, or four and a half out of five. I think, uh, as Brian had said, it's a great Star Wars movie that doesn't include Jedi, Skywalkers, you know, a bunch of things that are already known. Uh, I mostly knock it for the CGI uh, being Uncanny Valley. It was amazing, but at the same time, I still had issues with it. Uh, the also the other thing is is I wish the Vader scene when he's talking to Credic led more mystery. Yes, we know who Vader is, but you know it would have been nice if we hadn't actually still hadn't seen him until he was all suited up and ready to actually get into battle. All right, that's fair, James. What would you rate this out of five and why? Uh, I'm going with five out of five, and because I mean part of it just because I love Star Wars, absolutely. But nerd. <laughs> but also, like, a really big part of it is, for all the reasons that we've talked about, the fact that it is a Star Wars film that can sort of sort of stand on its own. It doesn't have the Skywalkers. It doesn't have... It's not a trilogy. It's a, this is it, and it showed uh, the other side of it. It showed all the gritty stuff that, uh, that we talked about, all the war, all the bad things. Uh, it didn't follow the same... Oh, we all won and we all get medals at the end kind of thing, like A New Hope. Um, 
as far as uh, like the CGI issues, I just got to remember back to when I first saw the movie and not when I watched it last night. When I first saw the movie, it was like, holy crap, that's Grand Moff Tarkin. Holy mm-hmm. crap, that's Leia. Like, that's amazing. And then throw in all the little Easter eggs and the fun things they did that was, yeah, sure, kind of fan service. But uh, I, I just thought that you're they a did fan. They're servicing a good you. Job. Exactly. It's right? also I, done I, in a I'm really here to see the movie. Way serve me <laughs> like exactly <laughs> absolutely and yeah drama queen vader i love it it's fantastic I'm here for this so, yeah 100 five five out of five all right brian hit us with your score okay i'm, I'm just gonna first of all say that i swore james you said grandma tarkin and then i found <laughs> him making cookies on the death star i mean he, he did wear slippers on scene because he oh that's true. he's just wandering that's off true scene, he did slippers bacon cookies and Yep. Yeah, yeah that's why if you ever did. watch the original movies, you very rarely you don't. I don't think you, you don't see his feet, his feet at, all. at all because he was wearing slippers. Oh. He hated the boots. Oh, yep. cool. Yeah, that is an absolutely true fact. Brilliant. Yep. Uh, I'm giving this a four and a half out of five. I, I do have a really hard time giving it a perfect score because there are little, little things that I feel were they were probably just kind of danced over, if you will, because this was the first out of the gate as a Star Wars story, and I hated that name by the way, calling it a Star Wars story. Um, you know, things like the title looked a little weird, but you know, as a movie itself, all I can say is I wish we got this sort of film in the nineties, you know, and didn't get like caravan of courage and things like that and kept the star Wars story rolling until we got, uh, phantom menace in 99. So it's, it's a great movie. It's definitely, it's basically at this point, it's gotta be my between episode three and four watch because it is fully uh it's got all the continuity that i need so yes please watch it (laughs) all right natasha i'm giving this a five out of five like i don't normally rate things really high but this movie actually made me cry in theaters so uh which is very rare for me i'm not the crier in this relationship love you don't you cry at every star wars movie in theaters no okay she does what i do not I will kill you. Anyway, anyway she credited this one. Uh, She's I also did the violent this... one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know. I liked it. The score was great. Um, the acting was great. Uh, I find it just the same thing that every other Star Wars movie does. Like, this is actually probably one of my favorite Star Wars movies out of all of them, if not my favorite, hands down. Um, as you know, we're huge Star Wars nerds in this house, so mm-hmm. collection of... Uh, lightsabers outside and, a ta- Among other and two tattoos i have two tattoos uh for the empire and yeah like i mean besides my like gripe about justice for galen because mads mickelson is bay um i did almost die when i met him though i will say that i did almost like pass out because i was squeeing squeeing uh, not to his face okay he told me fun stories about hannibal being on the set of hannibal because that's where i really like met him and fell in love with him and uh sorry i'm leaving you for him and like yeah like i walked away and tony would be like he was like are you okay like you actually did pretty good back there are you okay and i was like oh my god like just dying just dying so justice for galen or so um but on that i give it a full five out of five highly recommend 10 out of 10 five out of five sorry and tony why don't you wrap up this ratings for us all right so i actually also go to five out of five it's my second favorite star wars film uh first first episode one right emperor empire strikes back yeah christmas i like return of the jedi but you know (laughs) here we are i like empire that's me um (laughs) excellent it's but it's 
I have to get nitpicky about it if I'm going to be mad about it. And it's like, we can talk about the uncanny valley of the star of like, uh, Tarkin and Leia, but it's like, realistically, it's still fucking solid. You know, we could talk about how, Oh, we want to like the scene where they show Vader early. Okay. That's kind of unnecessary, but like, Really, when it comes down to it, if those are the only gripes I have, this is a fantastic It's doing amazing. You know, like, <laughs> there's so much to this that's so well done. The characters, even though they all die, feel really fleshed out. Mm-hmm. I actually grieved for them. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't feel like just cannon fodder. It's like every single one of the characters who were, like, the main characters, you're like, holy shit. And K2's death makes me cry. I know. And it's just like, if you really think about it, it's just lights going out on a computer. Not even a real computer, a fake computer on a TV screen that made me cry. Okay. Because we'll pack bond with anything humans. Yes, that's what we do. And also, too, at the same time, like, I think another reason why I just, like, hesitate to take any points off is that I have really good memories attached to it. Mm -hmm. You know, like, James, Brian, like, you guys have been with us through, like, how many Star Wars movies where we've gone the night before it released and, like, watched (laughs) it all together and dress up and go to like Boston pizza before you know in our Chewbacca onesie and our Jedi and Sith you know (laughs) set up and stuff like that and drink a shit ton before we go too while we're at it yeah you know like I just and then go for drunk and karaoke after (laughs) Star Wars the new Star Wars especially too just has a really like it has a really soft spot in my heart okay and if you tell anybody I have a soft spot in my heart I will kill every single one of you but just told the whole internet I know, but like, who listens? Don't to this? remind not her. Listen. Nobody. Who listens? Nobody's, to this nobody's here in this shit. <laughs> and this air episode was never aired. And you know what, <laughs> right. though? Like, I'm just gonna say it. Like, may the force be with you guys. Like, I forgot yes. one nitpick. May the fourth. What? Okay. I had subtitles on, and when Vader's scene with Krennic, and it plays the Imperial March, it says Darth Vader's theme, da- not oh. Imperial March. Lame. Give me what you doing? Okay, I have a nitpick. Okay. Why would you watch Rogue One with subtitles on? Because I watch everything with subtitles. <laughs> it's your on. own fault. <laughs> My ADHD means I have to have subtitles on, or else I get really distracted. <laughs> it, it's I'm serious. There's, it's actually a trick for like people because the monkey brain otherwise gets totally distracted and clang, 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 clang. So I just I need subtitles. All right. So all our scores together is 24 out of 25, which is 96. percent I think that's one of the highest we've ever rated anything. We've gotten perfects. There's like two movies that are perfects. Yeah. Two. I know okay, two, two out of are. how many? Ryan? Ryan, which two are they? They're Saving Private Ryan and A League of Their okay. Own. And A League of Their Own. Okay, but like those are legit. Okay, like this <laughs> almost made it. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's a just because we're nerds. Nerds. All right. So I'd like to say a special thank you to uh, my sassy frass robot co host, Natasha. I will kill you. Anyways. Uh, and thanks to One with the Force, James. He doesn't like you. I don't <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention that. That was one of the Easter eggs I loved. That, that's that <laughs> those guys and those those lines lifted right out of the first movie. That's amazing. Right? So good. I was gonna mention that and I forgot. I well, forgot now you have. Too. All right. Uh, a special thank you to our stormtrooper Ryan. Hola. You just don't want to say Ponda Baba, do you? No, I'm All gonna right. fuck it up. Thank you, Ponda Baba Ryan. Thank you. And I have been your rebel pilot and host, Tony. And good night, Internet. And may the fourth be with you. Don't forget Revenge of the Fifth. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Flix X-Ray. If you've not already, please subscribe in your favorite podcasting app. 
And if you feel up to it, why not give us a review too? We'd love it. For this episode's show notes, please check out the episode page at our website, FlixXRaid.com, and follow us on social media at the handle at FlixXRaid. If you'd like to sh- support the show, check out our merch on redbubble.com slash FlixXRaid, or you can become a Patreon at patreon.com slash FlixXRaid. Good night, internet. And if you've enjoyed listening to our show, why don't you give this podcast a try? Hey, I'm Shar. And I'm Kelly. And together we host Drinking and Screaming. We're a new horror discussion podcast based out of Vancouver, British Columbia, where each episode we pair a new cocktail with our movie of the week. For instance, I'm pairing this ad with just a shot of tequila. You know, because most ads are horrible. With Drinking and Screaming, you'll find yourself pulled into a new horror film to discuss and a new cocktail to try every week. Every episode is laced with great soundtracks, theme breakdowns, production trivia, Char's bad drinks, and so much more. What? I said clips from the movie. New episodes every week. Join in on the spoops. Drinking and screaming wherever podcasts are found. I give this ad a 5 out of 10. You know, we don't rate the movies. 5 out of 10.